D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, let's go around our virtual table as usual and introduce our players for this evening. So, first and foremost, we have Andrew. Hi, I'm Andrew, playing the Elthu, the reborn lizard folk, druid cleric of the star-related subclasses, me repeating the same things I always do. Indeed, indeed. But what we don't repeat is introduction order. So next, we have our wonderful dad of the party, Damien. Hello, everyone. I'm Damien, and my player is Jeremy. Nice to meet you all. If you guys have listened up to this point, you should know I'm, you know, previous DM for Emma and all that good stuff. And uh, Damien's a blacksmith and a very simple man. But everybody seems to think he isn't so simple. Indeed, they don't. <laughs> but we will see if that comes to fruition. <laughs> and speaking of not so simple, we have the child of said dad in character, at least, Nathan. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Nathan, and I play Rubo, Asimar, fuckboy extraordinaire. Fuckboy extraordinaire, indeed. And moving on to the object of his affections at the moment... Again, in character, we have Rosie. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm playing Elon, a champion fighter, ultimate pretty boy, and I wear makeup. Indeed, that was a fun fact that we found out about him recently. Last, but certainly not least, we have the lovely Gia. Hi, everyone. I'm Gia. I am playing Chatwin Darcy, reborn sorcerer, having a fun, fun time with her new friends. All the fun times, indeed. And speaking of fun times, last time, our characters had a bit of a fun planning, figuring out what they're going to do next episode. The consensus that they ultimately landed on was going to Escargo Island, a little island south of the Sparkling Grove that is shaped like a snail. Many of them had business there for their own personal reasons in one form or another, but collectively many of them wanted to visit the temples there that are surrounding a lake in the center of the island however in order to avoid more seasickness for rubo and more time dealing with boats for chatwin they decided to take a bit of a detour and get a cart and horses and take the long way around we last left the party as they were leaving the small town that they obtained their cart and second horse from and were headed north to make their way around the water as much as they possibly can. So as you guys are moving along, obviously it's going to be a few hours until you're able to reach around at least... If anyone decides to pull out the map that Elon purchased, you would see on that map that there is quite a bit of area northward uh, between the Sparkling Grove and the Howling Dunes to cover. But uh, following that canal, there's a bit of a thinner portion of the canal up before it joins back into what appears to be like a lake of some sort. 
there is also a land bridge sort of circling around that entire lake that keeps it separated from the sea uh, that would take you directly to snakeskin fields or like you guys had discussed, you can try finding a um, little town along the canal where it's thinner for you guys to cross by boat. But I'm going to leave it up to you guys to kind of make that decision in character if you would like. So to clarify, just because I'm trying to visualize this on the map, it's we're like up towards the top of the canal and we can either continue to go around or find the thin spot, correct? You're not there yet. So looking at the map, you guys would be kind of, there's the more clumped collection of trees, the farm and the small town that you guys were just in would have been kind of where there's that sparser, like a tree every few miles or so kind of area that's sort of in between the howling dunes and that. But um, you guys would have just left kind of the outskirts of the grove. Uh, It would take probably an hour to two hours for you guys to reach kind of that thinner point up by the lake to make that decision. But it would take an hour to two hours to get to that spot where it gets thinner up near where it goes into the lake. Do we have an estimation of how long it will actually take to circumvent the lake and get into the snakeskin fields? As far as that goes, I would say give me a quick survival check for that if Rubo's kind of looking into ETAs. That's a big old six. Oh boy. Unfortunately. Uh, You have no idea. It looks like just looking at the map, you can guess there's a lot more ground to cover. If you go all the way around the lake, as opposed to just sailing through a thinner part of the canal. Oh, we have a heart, a cart and a horse now? You have a cart and two horses now. Two horses. So I don't assume we'd be able to take those animals and cart onto a boat to sail across a thin part. Unless it was a big boat. Do you think there's big boats in this lake and river? I highly doubt it. That's my concern. We spent a lot of time getting the things we need. And I kind of like look over at Chatwin and quietly say, even if Chatwin can hear, I don't know that I want to have Chatwin act like she did on the last boat. I would agree. I think that us going around the lake is probably the wiser decision, albeit significantly longer. We aren't in any rushes, at least. Yeah, it's a nice scenic route. This is through statement. I uh, glance over at Elon. You're you're not in a rush, right, for anything? God, I hope not. Sorry, I I surprisingly got a letter when I dropped off mine and Chatwin's oh. letter. Was it not good news? Um, uh, a possible rebellion. Oh, where? I've never heard of such a thing, so I have no idea. And um, there was a hint that I might have to go back. Wait, back home. Yeah. Well, you, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. But you shouldn't be forced. I feel I need to if I have to. Well, if we're going to be traveling oh, uh, down to Escargo Islands, but after we finish up our business there, if we have to head towards your home, uh, we can certainly do that. We'll see. For now, my letter, I'm glad I, I put in there that at least any future letters could be sent there. So mm. hopefully... I get either good news or no news at all. 
if I get no news, I would be more worried than not. No news means your uh, home may not exist, huh? Or my servant is killed. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't, you have don't... a servant? I do. But she's more like family at this point. Interesting. Do you pay her? It's not that uncommon, Rubo. <laughs> yes, I pay her very well. Oh, okay. I made sure she even had money before I left, just in case the family decided to fire her while I was gone. Okay. That, that makes me feel a little better. Does it bother you that I have a servant? I guess it doesn't bother me. I just find it a little weird. Uh, uh, I'm not on the question how the more fancy people do things. Let's put it this way. I didn't hire her, but I decided to keep her. I'm just going to be honest. That sounds worse. I don't know why. If for any reason I can manage to get you all into Kriath, you are very welcome to meet Esme and ask her opinions and feelings on the thing. For now, we should be worrying about this. We're going around the the lake, right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't see why not. We got the horses. Are we going to try and trade off maybe drivers, try to sleep on this thing, or it's going to be highly uncomfortable? It might be easier to stop and make camp during the night so we can sleep under the cart or in it or set pitch a tent in the cart or something. Or, you know, we'll have to, I mean, we got feed for the horses along the way. Um, I'm definitely going to help take care of horses. It's been a while since I've had a horse. I have to say I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> but no, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be like um, just a long, a long trip between friends. We'll, we're just taking the scenic route. Okay. Damien, do you have much experience with horses? I don't have a lot of experience with horses. I've definitely ridden a cart before, though. Maybe you and Chatwin should maybe work best with the horses then. I, I've I've never t- driven a cart. I, I have rode a horse, but uh, they don't usually like me very much for some reason. All right. Yeah, I can do my best. He's going to walk over to one of the horses, and I'm going to make an animal handling check. And we're like, y'all are gonna be good, aren't you? You're gonna, you're gonna get us where we need to go, and hopefully not cause us any trouble. Can I assist by just going like, "Oh, you're such a, you're such a pretty boy, aren't you?" Yes, yes, you're going just, just doting over them. <laughs> Animal handling, good sir. Twenty-one. Oh yeah, with a twenty-one, they kind of just like nuzzle into your hands, and one even kind of like nods. That's a good lad and lass. Let's go. I love them. I also realize we have a druid in the party, which would probably be much better at talking to horses <laughs> than, than the blacksmith. Talking, yes. Handling, no. We <laughs> <laughs> got it. What did What did we decide to name these these animals? One of them had a name, which was Rob. Rob. Yes, one was Rob. Didn't Didn't ask the other. Can can you ask him if he we can rename him? It doesn't bring me excitement. I want to name the other one Sugar Cube. I like Sugar Cube. <laughs> Rob and Sugar Cube. So if I could ritual cast it while we're driving to <laughs> not waste the spell slot, I believe it takes 10 minutes. Yeah, I know it takes 10 minutes usually. I'm just trying to look up the ritual casting rules because I haven't seen it used. Does it state that you can use it for any spell that you have, or... Oh, only certain spells that have the ritual tag, which Speak of Animals does. Okay. 
Then yeah, you can ritual cast it as you guys are going. I would then just ask Rob. I know I had gone through the trouble of asking your name earlier and all of that, but one of my friends here would like to give you a different name, perhaps a nickname. I mean, it's fine, I guess. Um, as long as it's like a nickname, my name's still Rob. <laughs> I'll smile at the horse, then turn to Rubo and just be like, we could give it a, a nickname, but his name is Rob. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to offend him, but it just, I don't know. Rob wasn't sticking with me. Well, a, a nickname could be whatever else as well, if you want to call him something different. Uh, how about uh, Robin Nickel? Robin Nickel? It's it's Sylvan for um, passerby. Oh, <laughs> sorry, it sounded goofy. <laughs> I was I was thinking something, maybe a, a good pun. Robin Nickel is a pun from me, but okay. All right, I'm 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 just gonna call him Rob. It's easier. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him Rob. <laughs> we can think. Well, a nickname will develop naturally. We can't try to force it. <sighs> Fine. The other one's name is Sugarcube. The other one's name is Sugarcube, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call her. <laughs> I, I won't ruin it for you by asking her her name, but I suppose she might be able to understand what I'm saying right now. What was that, Sunny? Uh, oh, oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she stopped talking to the horse, we don't want to know. <laughs> you aren't giving me weird names, are you? I am doing no such thing. I suppose if we're having this conversation, what is your name? Well, the little girl that used to ride me called me Tina. <laughs> How do you feel about Sugar Cube? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't be the worst thing that I've been called, but seeing as that is something that I eat and not something that... You are what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Chatwin. Don't tell Chatwin. Don't ruin it for her. <laughs> Don't ruin this man. <laughs> It is a bit strange. <laughs> I'll relay your concerns. Thank you, dearie. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop concentration. <laughs> Cut off this communication. This is getting awkward. <laughs> Sugar cube will suffice, but her name is Tina. Oh, why'd you tell me that? All right. Well, Tina, Rob, let us get going, shall we? Right. And they continue trotting along. I will say, as we travel, because I know we're going up, going up north. I'm just, I just stare northwards towards where I know the Howling Dunes are. At one point, I'm going to turn over to Rubo and kind of elbow him a bit. <laughs> Rubo. Rubo? I, I am getting kind of seasick. Uh, Rubo, Rubo gets gets slightly seasick on pretty much any mode of transportation. I'm pretty sure that's just motion sick, but okay. <laughs> I mean, same difference. He doesn't get motion sick, like... I don't know, like walking or moving or anything. So it's like just just in in any sort of transportation. Did Rubo ever share that he was from the Howling Dunes as well? I can't remember if he did. I I can't remember either. I don't think he would have had a reason not to though. So I don't think he said it outright to anyone. He did to Aliana, I believe, because she asked what kind of flowers grow there at one point. And he's like, I never thought about it. Because I just now realized, I'm like, I don't know if Ruba, that's something Ruba shared or something Nathan said. I remember he, at one point he mentioned he was from the desert. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if he specifically mentioned the Howling Dunes, but there yeah. aren't really any other areas of desert to speak of. In that case, I just watch the direction of the Howling Dunes for a while before I kind of slump over back <sighs> in the cart. <clears throat> and a little voice pops up in your head and goes, you could go back, you know. Not yet. Not yet. If you insist. I'm not going to be keeping watch during the travel because I have really shitty perception. <laughs> I'm going to read my books. <laughs> Elon will probably keep watch just because he's used to guarding and stuff, but my perception's not that great either. Damien's driving, so he's obviously keeping watch. I could also be keeping a watch because not too much else. Robo is trying to just be lazy and sleep. Alrighty. In that case, those who are keeping watch, roll me perception checks, please. Uh, I got an eight, two plus six. Okay. Off to a great start. <laughs> Mine is a natural 14, which comes out to 21. Nice. Elon? I rolled a 14 plus two, 16. Nice. Ruba rolled a seven for his constitution check to make sure he's not getting too sick, so. Yeah, you're starting to feel a little queasy there, Rubo. I don't think you think you're immediately going to throw up, but. I do dry heave a chat when a couple of times. I shriek every time. <laughs> and then I sit. Uh, it's, I, I promise it's, it, it, I'll be fine soon. I'm sitting by Damien. <laughs> Climb up and sit by Damien. <laughs> oh. Could you hang your head out the window if you think you're going to throw up, please? I'd rather you not throw up inside the car. I'm just basically head hanging out the window like a, like a dog in the wind at this point. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what you purchased from the farmers is not a carriage. It's It doesn't have windows. It's, it's one of those like farm carts where it's got the walls on the side and... <laughs> well, hang your head over the side then. I'm hiding away from Rubo sitting by Damien. <laughs> Fair enough. And as you guys continue up away from the sparkling grove, things are fairly uneventful for the majority of the first part of your journey. There really aren't even very many people, even though you're keeping to a path. Not many people seem to travel by foot in this world, period. Most people you've seen are traveling by ship. You've seen a lot of boats pass by, for sure, which kind of confirms that theory. Damien, with your 21, you would spot, like, a caravan kind of far to the west, kind of back near the coast, kind of just within your field of vision. Like, they're far enough away that they probably haven't even noticed you, but uh, you would see them pass by. So at least you're not the only ones making this journey out here. Are they heading the same direction we are or a different direction? Opposite direction. They're heading down towards the sparkling grove. Got it. I, I, I throw up over the edge and weakly wave at anybody that passes us. <laughs> <clears throat> you would see a couple uh, people on foot kind of passing from, looking like they're passing from like town to town or something. The first traveler would kind of look up at you in disgust as you throw up off over the edge of the thing and kind of wave at him and would kind of awkwardly return that wave before continuing on a bit faster than he was walking previously. A few others, if if you did that with more as they passed, would kind of give you a look of pity before continuing to walk on. 
Just weakly give my thumbs up and continue going. But as you guys continue on and the sun starts to get lower and lower in the sky, by this point, you would be sort of rounding the lake and up towards the dunes. Everyone who was taking watch, make me another quick perception check. That's going to be a nine. That was a natural two roll. 13. And I have a 21, 15 plus six. Nice. So now that it's starting to get later, Damien, you've been driving this entire time, basically. You're tired. Your eyes have sort of gotten tunnel vision at this point because you've been staring at the road for so long. So you don't really notice anything. Elon and Felthu. Uh, Elon, you wouldn't see as much, though you would hear some rustling in the bushes off by the lake. Uh, Felthu, it's you that would kind of spot the forms of people sort of crouched down in the bushes and a set of eyes kind of looking over before they duck back down into the shrubs. I'll bring up to everyone. There, I believe there's people in the bushes over there. I don't know, is that, is that normal? Fuck. That is not normal. Nope. Everybody get ready. I've hidden a lot of bushes. I don't... Could be fine. Was it a good reason? How many people did you see, Thelthu? Oh, I think I just spotted a set of, a set of eyes. Okay. Oh, oh, let me try to talk to him. I, uh, I don't think it's going to go well, Damien. Uh, Alright. Well, what's the plan, then? We can just keep going, and if they try anything stupid, you can light everything on fire. Probably let's try to keep going and see if they do anything. If they try anything, then... We we only retaliate if somebody tries anything. We don't need to do anything to them, um, but we don't need to interact with them unless provoked in any way. But it can't be a good reason why they're hiding in the bushes up ahead. So, just I don't, just prepare to light them all on fire or something, Chatwin. That's not like a favorite thing of mine, you know. It's not like I enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. You seem to enjoy it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, not- Wait, it's. It's actually not a bad idea. If we kind of show that we got metal on us, if you know what I mean, then... What, do you guys want me to try and spook them? Well, that was kind of my plan. If they wanted to do anything weird, I was just going to, you know, make three explode into pieces. Elon's going to draw both of his swords and kind of like... Or draw the long sword and just kind of like you sit on the back of the car and polish it while looking... <laughs> Look intimidating. Okay, okay. I can I see what you're doing. I will um uh summon a just a little bead of flame and just juggle it through my fingers like a quarter. <laughs> and as you all kind of start doing that, you turn a corner by these bushes, but as you kind of turn the corner and more of the path gets revealed to you, Damien, you see two women standing in the middle of the path that don't look like normal women. Their skin is like a teal blue, almost, with kind of like what looks to be specklings of scales like here and there on like the shoulders and arms. Their hair is like a uh, like a green seaweed color. One of them has it very long, kind of braided to the point where it is literally where the bottom of it is like tucked into her belt loop on on her right side 
and the other has a shorter sort of like pixie cut type thing that's kind of curls up at the ends as seaweed would but their ears look more like fish fins than anything and they kind of stand in the center of the path and one of them kind of waves and goes hello travelers um you wouldn't mind helping two lost girls out would you i'm just gonna like look at the horses and be like whoa rob dina slow down uh hello ladies how um y'all look weird no no offense you said you needed some help yeah my sister and i were a bit lost never seen a triton before um Honestly, no, never, not once in my life. What's that? What's a what's a triton? I scramble up out of the back, like covered in puke. Oh, you see the one kind of like wrinkle her nose at at the stench a little, and just be like, "Well, um, we're from the the lake there. Our people, we can live underwater as well, which is." pretty fun that is pretty cool but we're off to new adventures and uh we're looking for a city called sea reach anybody heard of it north that way oh perfect sure you want to go there of all places it's kind of a garbage city oh really i i I didn't know that and isn't that where i'm from yes (laughs) oh shit Uh, the name was like (laughs) clicking for me but i like I haven't looked at that in a bit, so I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure that's the name of my city. <laughs> like, wait a damn second. <laughs> I go, yeah, it sucks. Oh, well, that's too bad. Any recommendations on where we should go then? Um, Damien, you would see Tina kind of give her a side eye as she literally leans against the horse and is kind of like looking up at you, uh, all of you. Careful with sugar cube. I would be a little careful leaning on Miss Tina there. She might kick you or bite you. She's a nice, sweet lady, but won't push your luck. Oh, sorry. Um, and she'll kind of like brush off Tina. Uh, Elon and Chatwin, since you guys are near, have said you're near the back of the cart. Uh, go ahead and make me perception checks real quick. I climbed up to the front with Damien. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Can I just whisper off to Thealthy real quick? Uh, were these the people you saw in the bush? Do I have any semblance of knowing that? <laughs> like, or I'm trying to find out if there's more people. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I was thinking but... this is the distraction. <laughs> um, you would have felt that you would have gotten like a glimpse of something blue when you saw the eyes as well, but you never got an exact enough look at the face before it ducked back down to really say whether or not these were the exact people that you saw in the bushes. I don't know if you described those. Do they have blue eyes? Blue eyes, no. Blue skin, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one would have more of like a coral, a bright like teal green set of eyes almost. The other one would be like a darker like forest green. Mm -hmm. I'll just then whisper back. Uh, I don't know. I believe I saw blue eyes, but they are blue. But I I don't know if that... that, Can can tridents change their... You didn't know either. I just am nodding my head back. Elon rolled an unnatural 20. Ooh, nice. So, Elon, as you're kind of like sharpening your blades near the back of the cart, you would hear that rustle in the bushes again. And this time you would see shapes kind of like branches moving, the occasional like arm pop out 
Yeah, regardless of what's going on up front, Elon just gets off the car, takes out his short blade, kind of like dings them together, and just like, and going, if I can, I'll roll intimidate, but it's just like, all right, come on out. Not going to surprise anybody today. Oh, we're we're being straightforward about it. Yeah. Roll me an intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> intimidation. Ooh, uh, thirteen. Okay. You would hear like a couple little whispers. It's you would hear one guy go, "She saw us," and it's like you hear like a little smack and like a "Shut up, you don't." And. Damien, you would see the the girl with the pixie cut literally roll her eyes and be like, <sighs> jigs up, sis. And then uh, she would... Damien's just going to reach down and put his gauntlets on and be like, oh, I was going to ask you what y'all were standing in the middle of the road for instead of on the side. But I guess that explains it. And you see the other one come up with... What almost looks like a set of, it looks to be kind of like a handmade weapon almost that rather than like brass knuckles, it's like brass claws that attach to her fingers. And they would look really cool to you, Damien, but the fact that she is about to use, looks like she's about to use them on you is a bit more intimidating than the fact of like, oh, cool, new thing. But everybody roll me some initiatives, please. Elon's all excited, like, ooh, new type of people, cool. And like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, anybody get above a 20? 21 for Rubo. Woohoo! Nice. 20 to 15. I got a, tw- uh, a 20, thanks to advantage. <laughs> I got a 16. I got a 15. And I got a 15, but I got low decks, so. All right, so we will start off with Rubo as these two Triton ladies draw their weapons, and Elon has confirmed that there are people at the back of the back of the cart as well. Perfect. The ones at the front, they're like down on the ground, away from Damien and Chatwin, correct? That's correct. So, um, to give more of a perspective, the one with the claws is definitely and the long braid is definitely closer. She's probably maybe 10 feet from Damien, but is still down on the ground. Uh, she's more like she was just leaning up against the horse. Her sister's a little bit of a, like a couple steps back. So she would be more like 15 feet. So like 10 and 15 feet? Yes. Okay. You know what? Fuck it. I am going to, seeing all this happening, see her pull out these claw things. I am going to jump to my feet and as a bonus action, use my celestial spirit and pop my wings out and reflexively throw uh, one of my feather knives at the lady closest. Okay. So that would be uh, the one with the, the claws. Yeah. All right. So roll the hit, please. That's a 17 plus plus 5, 22. That definitely hits. Perfect. And you know what? Uh, why not? I'm going to pump a Divine Smite into this and just try to fuck this lady up. Because I have Divine Smite now. Whoop, whoop. That is a 7 for the damage of the feather. That's 2d8s. That is no joke. 2d8s on my d8s. Oh, I have no touch. I'll take a picture. Uh, 
So 16 plus 7 is 23 points of damage. And I just say, we said back away from Sugar Cube. <laughs> Amazing. Is she still up? Indeed she is. Although, as you said, you did you use the dagger or did you use like the wing attack? Sorry. It's my So it's the one that launches. It's a feather knife. Okay. Or, right? Yeah. You gotcha. fling feathers. So it deals the D4 piercing damage. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, with my proficiency bonus and then the divine smite on it, which is just anything after an attack. Mm-hmm. So you watch as the feathers kind of shoot out and like bury themselves in like her arms and chest area. And she winces. And as they fly through the air, you see kind of this like radiant glow kind of come over them for a moment before they strike. And it seems to bury them in deeper into her skin as she kind of like yelps in pain. Perfect. That's my turn. I'm gonna. It's my bonus action to to get my wings out, and then my attack. Actually, uh, just with my movement, I'm going to just you know I'm gonna make a roll first. I'm gonna see if I can fly with these things because I've still been struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that is a. Uh, I've just I just made a straight check to see it like a mm-hmm. dice roll to see if I I'm starting to get the hang of it. I don't know if there should be a check associated with it, but that's a two. So whatever it's gonna be is not gonna. Well. So I try to fly, mm-hmm. and then I, I like basically fall off the side. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, you would tumble on into the dirt as you try to sort of. You've never really taken off of your own volition just yet. Yeah, I also have not practiced trying to use my wings yet. Whatsoever. Not at all. So. so you're like, okay, I think I've got this, and you try to be all cool and flap them all. Yeah, I assume it's going to be like on the boat when I like caught wind underneath them but there's no wind to catch underneath them so i'm more just flailing exactly and as you think you're gonna move forward you kind of pitch your body forward and just tumble over the railing of the cart onto the ground instead yeah i land on the ground and that's like I don't know, probably five ten feet of my movement i just stand up and i'm like oh, shit and i just pull my daggers <laughs> nice and with that we will move to Theltu. cool um so Ruba is the two the sisters are one is like are they they're within five feet of each other or within ten feet of each other? Within five feet of each within other. Within five feet. Okay. And Rubo is not near them? Because like they're in front of us. Rubo fell to one of the sides. Yes. Okay. So they're in in the very front of the cart. Rubo would probably right. still be a good because you he just moved horizontally, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would still be a good 10, 15 um, feet from them. Because cool. I'm going to uh cast moonbeam at third level to hit centered. You know, it's five feet radius, so ten feet diameter that just hits them, but not the horses, which I think is possible if they're within five feet. If you center it on the second sister that stepped back a bit, then yes, you would be able to. Yeah. So I'm going to cast a third level moonbeam, which means they must make me con saving throws. If they happen to be shape shape changers, they have it at disadvantage, which I doubt they are. They are not. Yeah. So those are con rolls. Okay. And the DC is 14. Awesome. So that would be a success for the closer sister with the braid. Failure for the one that's further away with the pixie cut. Cool. Um, so it's going to be 3d10 halved on a success. Oh, that's only six. Six uh, radiant damage. Oh boy. A four, a one, and a one. <laughs> 
and it stays there, however. Okay. I believe. Oh, did I? I misread it, I think. No, I think you're right, because Moonbeam... It's when they enter for the first time or starts its turn there, which I've had issues with wording like that in the past, where I don't think it... Like, I don't know, do you get it twice then with that, or... So I believe that that's on your turn. Since it doesn't specify whose turn, it just says a turn. I'm okay. going to rule that that, um, that means at the start of your turn, they are still there. But it does stay there. It doesn't say anything about dissipating. So I'm going to say that unless you break concentration on it, it stays there. And I believe you still can move it. Yeah, I, I can... Um... Use an action to move it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yes. So then we will take that as as I said. Cool. Uh, and then I'm going to bonus action uh, wild shape for the archer constellation, which I then will roll to shoot a magic arrow with my fancy new bow. Oh boy. Okay. At the, I guess the, probably the further back one. Okay. Do you get to roll an attack after? So you're, it's a, it's not a spell. It's not a, so I casted a spell. You just can't do a, two cantrips in a turn, I believe. So I can do, and also this is technically a bonus action. Okay. I just wasn't sure if, if the wild shape included an attack in that first. Oh yeah. Shift. When you activate this form and, uh, and as a bonus action, subse- subsequent, yeah, subsequent turns while it lasts, you can make a range spell attack. Oh, awesome. So when I activate is now, so triggers now. Alrighty. Roll for your fancy new bow. Yep. Uh, And that's a nat one. (laughs) On the D100? Oh, I was rolling to hit. So I have to hit first. I mean, yes. So, well, that would would not hit. No, no. I I wasn't sure if you were rolling the D100 first or not. (laughs) Yeah, I I wasn't going to, but, um, you know, either way. (laughs) I, I miss, so I don't think it's worth it um roll me the damage anyway okay who who are you hitting (laughs) the i'm rolling to hit the further back one but now i don't know uh so that's oh no seven plus wisdom which is 10 plus the magic item makes it 11 11 radiant yeah, so you're you're confident, you're excited, this is your shiny new bow. You end up getting a little too excited that you kind of didn't realize that the um, cart was kind of shaking as you were sort of drawing this, as this is kind of like overlapping with the moment that Rubo fell over the cart a bit. And so the cart was shaking and you didn't quite line up your shot correctly. And your arrow ends up burying itself into Sugar Cube's shoulder, not the not the Triton that you were aiming for, and the horse screams out in pain. There's just an absolute look of, of horror upon Thalthu's face. And I am that that's my turn. Yup. And we move on to Damien. Damien's gonna see Sugar Cube get shot, mm-hmm. and he's just gonna be like, "Oh, oh, do- God, you okay? Oh, you. S- <sighs> we'll get you taken care of, lady." Steps down and is like, "Look what you did to my horse! You want to get up and close and personal? I'll show you up close and personal." Cracks knuckles inside the gauntlet, and 
the girl kind of smiles, claws at the ready, and is like, bring it on. I'm going to punch her in the face. Go for it. That is a 24 to hit. That hits. Roll damage, good sir. Nine. Nine? Nice. You get a good one square across the jaw. And you can already see the bruise forming as she kind of turns her head back. And he's going to reach back and grab his shield. Come at me. With pleasure, old man. And with that, uh, unless, uh, is there anything else you want to do, Damien? Nope, that's it. All right. Then we shall move on to Elon. All right. So can I see how many more are behind us then? Are they still hiding? They're still in the bushes, so you can't see exactly how many more there are. You heard at least two. I heard at least two. I don't like this. Can I hold my action until after chat one? Uh, you can. What are you holding the action for? Pretty much to attack them as soon as they get out of the bush. Okay. So I, I wouldn't move over there, but I'm going to hold it because I don't want to step in the bushes. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. No problem. And we shall move on as you kind of ready yourself for when they do emerge from the bushes. We move to Chatwin. So I am going to spend a sorcery point and... You guys see in the wake as this battle um, erupts, uh, Chatwin stands on the cart where she's been sitting and <sighs> puts her hands out beside her and winds start to pick up and Chatwin begins to slowly hover and gets about 10 feet in the air. Skirts and hair whipping around her and the, as the wind around her gets a little crazy. But that is my action, I believe. Let me double check. No, that is that is before I cast a spell. So I, after that, um, is Damien, Damien is engaged in combat with the long-haired one, right? Yes. Is the other one standing away from this encounter right now between, from Damien and her sister? Yeah, she would still be about five feet behind them. Okay. Um, can I angle a cone to, a 15-foot cone to just hit her? You would be able to angle it past Damien and the other one, yes. Okay, I won't be able to hit both, but I'll hit the one, the short-haired one. So I am going to use a second-level spell to cast um, Dragon's Breath. You guys see, once again, the hands pull the jaw open. And this time, as the shriek echoes out, dark black fog goes towards the short-haired one as this cloud of um, poison damage hits her, and I need her to make a dex saving throw, I believe it is. Yes, a dex saving throw. Yeah, she would be staring at this, like, what in the flying fuck? And (laughs) as the the gas kind of rolls in, that's a 14 for the dex save. That fails. It's a DC 15. Hell yeah. So that is going to be... Ooh, that's not bad. So that's 13 points of poison damage. And that spell is a bonus action. And my ability to fly is... um, I don't believe... I think that's just... It's... Yeah, it's just before or after I cast a spell of first level or higher. So my action is still free. And that um, Dragon's Breath is a bonus action. So as my action, I'm going to as well cast Infestation to do another 2d6 points of poison damage. I need her to make a con saving throw this time. Infestation is a cantrip and it is an action. 
Shit. Okay. <laughs> so I will also cast Infestation as following the poison cloud. You see the spiders out of out from under the eyelids. No centipedes this time. Uh, just spiders this time. <laughs> they fall off of the floating form of Chatwin and crawl towards her. Um, that is a con saving throw, and that's another 2d6 poison. Alrighty. Ooh. That's a 21 for the con save. That saves. So that is going to be just another three or four, because I rolled seven. I believe that would round. If you want me to round up or down. I believe that would round down. Okay, so another three points of um, poison damage as just okay. this black poisonous gas hits her and then all the spiders following right after. And... Yeah, I'm hovering 10 feet in the air, um, having just cast this, the hands <laughs> withdraw back into my chest. And you guys kind of go from watching this horrific scene of Chatwin's, like, the hands reaching out. You've seen this a couple times, but it never gets any less horrifying of these <laughs> hands uh, reaching out and stretching your friend's jaw to, like, unimaginable, like... Alon hasn't seen this before. Oh, that's right. He hasn't. I am always looking somewhere else. I was actually going to mention that later. Like, this time I'm in the back of the card, so I'm not seeing any of this either. Elon has yet to see Chatwin cast magic in this way. Everybody's talking about how creepy Chatwin is. It's like, what do you mean? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything. But you guys watch as, like, your friend's jaw is stretched to a... Um, an openness that is not human. And this black cloud comes out engulfing this girl. And you watch her start to... <coughs> just as the spiders start to kind of creep in. And then you hear her like still coughing. Like, get, get away! <coughs> this girl is engulfed in this black like smog but you can tell that she's kind of starting to struggle a bit. Oh, you can actually take give her back those three points of poison damage back because it is a bonus action to cast Dragon's Breath and then an action to actually do it. I just reread it. Oh, okay. So that's, um, it was only three points of poison damage, but she still keeps that original, um, however many points of poison damage I said for the poison. Yeah, it was, a, it was originally three as well. Yes. So she just doesn't take the extra three. Got it. So no spiders, and just with- poison in hands. <laughs> yeah. Still terrified. Mm-hmm. But regardless, we will then move on to Elon. I will allow you to take your turn as four bandits come charging out of the bushes, hearing their boss in danger. To a pair would head towards you, and another pair would head up towards where they're uh, the. Triton girls are fighting and they all have similar like blue skin but these are all men that uh, come out of the bushes yeah then I'll just focus on one of the pair that stays back with me mm-hmm. and uh, you're gonna have to remind me how many times can we attack attacks per action to oh goodness okay but I'm uh, that means four attacks for me holy crap uh... mm-hmm. you just don't get the bonus action swings because of the because you just held the action. Yeah. 17 to hit. That hits. And 14 to hit. That also hits. Okay. AC's 12. So what did you say? I only get a, the long sword two hits? 
Yes. Okay. That would be a seven damage for the first hit. Ooh. Uh, 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 12 damage for the second hit. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that first hit, you sort of um, graze across the chest. And the guy winces, putting his head in enough of a position that you're able to come up with an upstroke and just decapitate him. He's gone. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, uh, I point my sword at the next one and it's just like, better back off. We're not in the mood today. Neither are we. And he draws his own uh, scimitar and comes at you. Oof. Uh, that is definitely not going to hit. That was a six. No, ma'am. So <laughs> nowhere, nowhere, nowhere close. Just a deep. Yeah. Despite the the tough talk, uh, he swings wide, and you're able to easily just look at him like you're sure. And he kind of looks a little scared now, but uh, these other two are going to kind of rush up towards the other two women and since Rubo's there first they're gonna go ahead and go towards him I guess because it'll be easier so oof uh that's a dirty 20 and a 21 against me yes little old me yeah that hits okay so that's gonna be that first attack hits you for four points of damage, second one for five. Four and five, so nine points total? Yes. As they kind of come in a little surprised by the wings, uh, and one of them would kind of slash the blade across one of the back of one of the wings, taking off a few feathers. The other, like, nicks your arm and creates a small cut on the arm. As that ends their turns, and it moves to the other two bandits. They have to make uh, con saves as they're starting their turn in the moonbeam. Yes, that is correct. That's, that is a 19 for one, 15 for the other. All right, so they both pass, but they mix and take half damage, and hopefully I roll better. Uh, 3d10 because I've casted uh, 24 damage, half to 12. Nice. As the pale light still burns down upon them. Alrighty. Yeah, they're looking uh, significantly more hurt, but the one with the braid is going to come at you with those claws, Damien, and bring it on. Uh, not so good for the first one as they uh, graze across the shield for with a 10 to hit. Second attack's much better. That's a 21. That'll hit. Mm-hmm. As she comes across and ends up circumventing the shield and kind of dipping down to graze across a leg for eight points of slashing damage. All right. The other girl, recovered now very briefly from her coughing fit, is actually going to move up towards the cart and use her movement to sort of climb up and into the cart and in front of you, Thelthu. Is she going to walk past me? Uh, she would, so you would get an attack of opportunity on her. And I'm a sentinel, so she better hope I don't hit her in the face. <laughs> Not the person to walk past. That is a 12 to hit. That does not hit. Rip. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, you're a little, unfortunately, with with your leg now injured, uh, it's a little hard to get the reach that you need to cut her off as she heads toward the cart and you just miss her. Uh, but yeah, she climbs up and in front of you, Thalthu, and is going to go ahead and take two swings with her sword at you. That's a dirty 20 for the first hit. Yeah. And another dirty 20 for the second. Yeah. <laughs> and, ouch. Okay. Uh, that's going to be eight points of slashing for that first hit. Nine for the second. So that's... 17 total? Yes. <laughs> for concentration, it's... I always forget. I, what is the DC when the number's like it's, low? It's either 10 or 8 plus the damage. Whichever is higher, I believe. Let me double check that. Because that's what I've heard, but... If you take damage while you are concentrating on a spell, you must make a con saving throw to maintain concentra concentration. The DC for the concentration check equals 10 or half the damage you take. Whichever is higher. I knew that was... Yeah, I forgot which what the number is, so I make two mm -hmm. con saves. Mm -hmm. uh, DC 10. Uh, that's a 13 on the first one. Nice. And an 18 on the second, so Moonbeam is still up. Yes. But that is the end of their turns as we go back to the top of the round. Rubo, you're up. Okay, and I have one of these guys that stepped out of the bush in melee with me now? Uh, you have two of them in melee with you. Two of them. And then where's Alon in correlation to me? Because didn't he come down near me? No, he's more towards the back of the cart, whereas you're on the right side of it. Okay. Um, is he still within 10 feet of me? Probably not, because I step more towards the bushes. Towards the road, I guess you could say. That's true. You did step out towards the bushes. Okay, but Thealthu's still in the cart, so he'd be within 10 feet of me? Yes. Cool. Uh, I'm going to use my new fancy dagger and connect with Thealthu. It doesn't say, and maybe you can answer this, Emma, it doesn't say that it takes anything to do that. I can just connect to them. Just as long as long as they're within ten feet of their ally. Yes. So I would say, for action economy purposes, it, that would be a free action to okay. like. It's kind of like it's not necessarily like Hunter's Mark, where you have to choose like use a bonus action for it. But uh, yeah, cool. Then I will do that with Thialthu, and then I am going to bonus action cast divine favor which until the spell ends which is up to a minute i'm empowered with divine radiance and i get an extra d4 radiant damage on a hit uh, with any weapon attack nice okay and then i'm going to try to stab one of these homeboys um with my dagger which i now have advantage because i'm within 10 feet of Thialthu, which gives me stink attack right so how I understand this working. So if I have advantage on the hit. Yes, if you have advantage, you do get sneak attack. Cool. So I am going to stab at one of these guys, hopefully, and hit with my new heart dagger. Uh, that's a 16 on the die, plus 5, uh, 21. That hits. 21, perfect. So I'm going to roll 
D4 for my attack is six. An extra D4 for my radiance thing, which is a four. So I said I was at, I said six, right? Mm-hmm. And six plus four is 10. And then my sneak attack is 2D6. Yes. That's five points of damage for my sneak attack. So 15 points of damage total. Yeah, this guy is gone. How are you doing it? I, I think I'm so used to the zombies that I just stab, stab them straight through the temple. And I go, oh, 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 oh. And I'm going to like slide my dagger back out of his head. I go, that guy was alive. That guy was alive. Ooh, and just slide him off the dagger. <laughs> yeah, and you see his friend looking at you with sheer terror. My wings just kind of like flow in the wind for a second. And I go, I guess you're next, buddy. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, uh, I hope not. Dad, dad will run away. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> As we move to, unless there's something else that you wanted to do, Rupo. Uh, no, that uses uh, pretty much everything I got. Alrighty, then we're going to move to Thelthu. Okay, so do I get anything for being connected to the dagger, or is it just a thing for you? Uh, you do not get anything okay. currently, no. Cool, cool. At least I don't think so. And so there's still the person in the cart in front of me that just attacked me? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, action... Where was it? Uh, cast Inflict Wounds, which make it at second level. So I'll make a spell attack roll. As I reach out to touch them, with a, it was a 15 plus 6 for a 21. 21 hits. I'm trying to 22 because of the focus. Uh, but yeah, uh, and at at higher level, so it's 3d10, and I cast it at second, making it 4d10, uh, 2, 3, 4. Uh, that is one plus nine plus nine plus five. Uh, so 10, 19, 24 necrotic damage as he just kind of kind of rakes out with his claws and just says, you've chosen the wrong group to, I don't know, attempt to rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, what was that damage again, please? Sorry. 24. 24. Or... It was a spell attack, it's actually 25 due to the weapon. Okay. Uh, Yeah, she's looking really hurt here. Okay, and then I'm going to bonus action. Starry form attack as my bonus. on. So there's a bandit fighting Rubo, a bandit fighting Elon, and then the bandit fighting Damien? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm going to sh- not shoot the one that's fighting Damien, because I might shoot the horse again. So I'm going to... Attempt to shoot the one that's fighting Rubo with the archer form. You should have ran, I told you. <laughs> uh, that is 8 plus 6 plus 1, so plus 7 is... Uh, that just hits, that's... Okay, d8 plus wisdom. Uh, d8, that is 8 plus 3 for 11. 11, yeah, you down him as well, uh, if you would like to describe that. Yeah, I mean, just taking aim around the one I just the the captain I suppose in front of me and just kind of shooting an arrow upward and down like I suppose landing maybe on the other guy's head (laughs) (laughs) indeed and Rubo is you kind of watch as he's kind of like he's already freaking out about the fact that you've immediately killed his friend 
And you just watch as out of nowhere, he's not even looking for it. He's more like hyper vigilant, like around him at this moment. And out of nowhere, this arrow just comes down and shoop. Yeah, I think I was like still telling him that he should run when he just gets completely demolished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, oh, too late for that. As his body falls to the ground. And we move on to Damien. All right. Damien's going to like kind of glance back and be like, I think all your friends are gone. <laughs> and she'll kind of just stare straight at you and just kind of be like, nice try. I ain't falling for that one. Do you like magic tricks? Pull out a copper coin. Very funny, old man. Yeah, it's real funny. And I'm going to catapult it right, in the, right between her eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> From Point Blake. <laughs> she has to make a deck save, I think. Oh jeez. Uh, let's see. This is the dad spell. It's <laughs> right behind your ear <laughs> when it bursts out the back of her skull. That's an 18 for the deck save. Oh, she succeeds. But a coin's going to explode past her and probably like blow a tree up or something. Yeah, she kind of sees it coming as you prepare to flick the coin and just manages to dodge out of the way as it sort of skids past. And then he's going to be like, see, all your friends are gone. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Alrighty. And you see she kind of like there is a moment of like concern that passes her face as she kind of sees that there's really only like one or two others that she could see standing, but <laughs> one with an arrow through his dome. <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Elon. Well, you know what's coming because I pretty much can do one thing. I step up to the next guy and I sling sling him. Indeed. Go ahead, sir. I love fighters. Go, fighter. Just swing your sword and that's it. <laughs> that's not all they do. 13 to hit for the long sword. That hits. So 19 for the short sword. That also hits. That's a 19 for the long sword again. That hits. That's a 21 for the short sword. That also hits. Alright. All right. Long sword damage is uh, 8. And then short sword is a 8. And the long sword again is a 6. And the short sword is a ooh, 9. Um, yeah, you, you, you chop this dude to pieces. Yeah, I'm, and I'm just gonna silently do it. And as you sort of finish making uh, sushi out of this triton, um, you hear a little voice kind of peek out from um Aliana's been holding on to your ponytail this entire oh, time, basically. Fuck. I forgot. <laughs> and she just goes, uh, did did you need to make uh steaks out of the guy? Uh, I'm not eating that. Good. I didn't expect you to, but still. I gave them fair warning. Alright. <laughs> and you feel her kind of grip tighter under your ponytail. <laughs> uh, I, that's it then. Because there's like, what, one lady left? Yes. At this yeah. point, there's... Well, actually, both of the um, Triton sisters are still up. They're yeah. they're looking hurt, but they're still up. I guess I will start to move that way, but I'm not going to be really too crucial on it. So. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, you would be able to get to- sort of towards the side of the cart like to see them but you wouldn't be able to fully get up to where 
either of them are. Yeah, no worries. I'm I just don't want to get in attack range quite yet unless they move towards me specifically, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm good. Gotcha. All right. Then we're going to go ahead and move to Chapman. Which one of the Triton sisters looks more hurt? The one with Thelthu or the one with Damien? The one with Thelthu. The one with Thelthu? Okay. Then still hovering in the air, you see Chatwin <laughs> whip around. And I will, I can't fly any more than the 10 feet in the air that I went. So I'm going to drop to the ground. Um, unless I spend another sorcery point, which I don't want to. So I will drop actually to the inside of the cart. Is If I drop to the inside of the cart, just drop straight down, is Thelthu between me and her? Or is she right in front of me? Uh, Thelthu would between be between the two. Okay, so as I drop down, can I just very calmly walk up beside Thelthu and wink at the lady and the hands once again? Because it's a concentration spell. <laughs> But I do want to get in front of Thalthu, since Thalthu's just right there, just so I can do that 15-foot cone out with him behind me. If I do that, is it going to hit anybody else of my party members? I'm trying to think of where... Damien, did you hop off the cart? Yes. I'm now facing the back of the cart, right? I, I hopped off the cart to go punch some lady. And if you poison spray Damien, he's fine. Trust me. He's a tough cookie to kill. I just, if I am going to hit anyone else, I will use subtle spell. I mean, not subtle spell, careful spell. You would probably still, with a 15-foot cone, you would probably catch, since it's towards the front of the cart, you would probably catch... Oh, isn't it facing the back of the cart? No. Oh, oh I see, I see, I see. Because Thelthu was not facing towards the back of the cart. He was still facing towards the front, correct? Could she hit both sisters with it? But also, what about the horses? And I think I was still facing the front of the cart, no matter well, yeah, no matter what. Yeah, you were still facing the front of the cart, so it would depend on how you angled it. Can I put my back to the front of the cart and like? Because I thought that's what I was doing. I thought my back was to the front of the cart while I faced the back. Yeah, but Theolthu's like in the center of the cart, like front of cart. You, Lady Theolthu. Exactly. So you'd have to be standing next to Thialthu. And like I said, if you hit Damien and the girl in front of him, that's that's great. <laughs> He's fine. But you might hit the horses. If you avoid the horses. Please don't please don't kill <laughs> I'm Tina. I'm trying not to hit the horses. My goal is to not hit Tina the horses. Thialthu already tried. Tina has two hit points. Oh. I would be very careful about Tina. I paid a lot of money. I just, I just need the combat to end. I'll fix everything. I swear. I don't want to use another spell because I already have concentration up for this one. <laughs> like I said, just just spray me and the, the girls. Try to avoid the horses and the other. The other probably won't die. Is there a way I can angle it where it would hit Damien, the two sisters, and avoid the horses? Yes. If you turned more towards the side, you would. Okay. To do that. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's what I'll do. It. So I land on the cart with a thud and just walk up, wink, and. <laughs> the screech echoes out again. Um, I will use careful spell on Damien. And this one is going to be... We'll do more poison damage. Alrighty. So that's con saves? Ah, those are dex saves. Dex saves. Got it. Well, Elon solved all this. Yeah, you saw it this time, bitch. You saw those hands coming out of my throat. Yes, this time, since you're 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're looking, yeah. you definitely see it this time. So for the one that's on the cart in contact with Delthu, that's a uh, 16 for her save. That succeeds. Uh, one in front of Damien, not so much. That's a 7. So the fail is 12. Um, the success is only 6. So Damien, you take 6 points of poison. Chatwin, floor is yours on the pixie cut one in front of Thalthu. Um, Oh, since that one was right by Thalthu, I think I... Since that's the one I was right beside, I think I grab her by the shoulders, and when the mouth opens up and the poison spews out, I think part of her face fully melts in the face of this extreme gout of poisonous fog that shoots out of my throat. So her face just partially melts right in front of me and just hits the deck of the cart, just half-melted face. (laughs) Gia, like this is my first time chill. Elon <laughs> sees yeah. it all for the first time. Elon, <laughs> you would witness all of this as her the bottom half of her face, like part of the bottom of the nose and the mouth just kind of melts away, choking down her last scream as she falls into the cart in a puddle of melting flesh. In the cart? In, in the cart. <laughs> For a bonus action. Because um, <laughs> I just dropped 10 feet for my movement. I still have 20 feet of movement left. Um, how hurt does the other one with Damien look? She's on death's door. Okay. Can I get to her with 20 feet of movement? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm going to use my 20... Tw- I'm going to first bonus action... Let me double, well, actually, before I do this, let me double check this. Okay, yeah, I've done this before. So I am going to, um, bonus action, Ifriti's aura. So after she drops, I look up to the other sister. <laughs> fire in my eyes, the hair goes back. And I just sprint, jump out of the cart, and I'm going to, um, just lunge for her and grab her face with my hands and just with my Freety's aura active since I touch her I'm going to automatically do four points of fire damage and Damien's gonna be like don't kill her I was gonna ask questions <laughs> alright well good thing is is are you only doing four points of damage oh no <laughs> Uh, it is equal to my charisma modifier, so yes. Okay. She wasn't that on death's door. But if she hits me with a melee attack, she takes another four points of fire damage. Okay. So, we'll just see. I just see her handprints into her face, and we'll see if she tries to stab me. (laughs) Yeah, and you hear the sound of searing flesh and this screech of pain as Chatwin kind of holds her there and begins burning her face. And a voice kind of pops in in the back of your head, Chatwin. And you're like, eh, that's kind of like, well, this is more brutal than I thought you could get. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, I second that. Um. <laughs> As we go ahead and uh, move on to, she's the last one remaining at this point. She, she needs to make a con save still. Ooh, that's right. Oh, shit. Hit me, bitch. Yeah, even if you survive this con save, you're still gonna take more fire damage. I don't, I don't think she's surviving yeah, this con save. Yeah, come on, hit, bitch. 
I I don't think she is. That's an eight. <laughs> uh, that's three d ten radiant. Yeah, you. Uh, she has two yeah. hit points left. Yeah. It's twenty three damage. <laughs> as I I'd like to imagine the the moonbeams holy radiant light is just accentuating the flames. Um. Yeah. The rainbow flames turn an ivory white. Ooh. <laughs> as the heat becomes too much and she falls to the ground or rather goes slack in your grip Chatwin seeing as you are grabbing onto her face <sighs> push her backwards <sighs> I, I was going to ask her you know why she was doing this and if somebody sent her or oh or questions. I oh, look well. at you, my hair still flying up, my eyes still bright. I'm still glowing for like 60 feet out. They're people who rob others for everything that they have. That's their motivation. Problem solved. Mystery solved. I get back in the cards. We also could have asked them where they store all of their things. Uh, all right. Ilana is just standing there, like jaw dropped a little bit, like little little fear and mystery, and just not sure what the fuck just happened. My pretty aura goes away, <laughs> and with Elon's terrified gaze towards Chowin, I think that's where we're gonna end it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you everyone so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed what you listened to, please be sure to follow us on all of our social media. We are Chronicles of Krath Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you don't listen to us on traditional podcast platforms, you can find all of our episodes on our YouTube channel, Chronicles of Krath Podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! 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 Bye. Bye. Who the hell is cleaning this out of the cart? I'll do it. <laughs>